Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome into Sporting 160 EN podcast number 65. Here we've got a lot to discuss in the in the world of sporting. It's been a turbulent week and a half or so. Um, but first, let's get to uh, who we have on tonight. Um, I have with me, as always, Steph. Steph, what's up, man? Hey, not much. Just uh, getting off work. So let's do our podcast and talk about everything we have to talk about, which is a lot today. So let's do it. For sure. And uh, also, I'm joined by Nando. Nando, what's up, man? Hey, man. Uh, I'm doing well, guys. Uh, also, just getting off of work and ready to uh, to have our, our normal depressed session. Yeah, we have we have not the the greatest news to, to talk to you about, but we can uh, <laughs> we can start to sort through it. So since we've last talked to you guys, there's been three games: uh, Braga for the league, uh, um, Portimonés, and Rio Ave. So we'll just briefly touch on the Braga game. The Braga game wasn't so bad in that the performance was so bad. But, you know, just the result, and it was a back-and-forth game. We had our chances. I mean, no one really stood out that much for, for either team. There was a couple of good individual performances. I thought Max was really good. Um, I thought Mateus for Braga was also really good. I think the two goalkeepers probably some of the better players on the field. But, I mean, at the end of the day, Braga ended up getting the chance right at the end um, to finish it off. Um, and... I mean, it was just, you know, it felt like we could have we could have won, could have drawn in the end, ended up losing, which is just how things seem like they, they fall when they could go either way this season. Does anyone have anything else to add on this game before we can just eliminate it from, from our memories? Well, it, I'll jump in real quick and just say one thing about it. Um, the fact that out of all our most recent games played, right, so we're going to cover three of them, Braga, Portimonese, and Riuav, Um, pro- showed most promise. At least, uh, you know, I was surprised at how aggressive we were to start that game, man. And it's just a shame that we couldn't, you know, capitalize on some of the opportunities because we did have some opportunities. But again, that's Sporting being Sporting this year when we do play well. It's always like there's something there that's just missing. And again, we lose. Um, but we started off that game pretty well. Um, that's all I ha- really take from that. It's like kind of left a, uh, you know, a sour you know, spot in my mouth, like we could have at least drawn that game or at least even won it. Yeah, it just, you know, it feels like the way things have been going this season, it, it's tough to, it's tough to imagine a scenario where we come out in like a, uh, a back and forth game like this, at least mo- more times than not, you, you don't expect them to. Um, Steph, do you have anything else? Yeah, of course. I'm, I'll I'll give my two cents as well. I mean, uh, Braga did play better than we did, but I agree with you guys. We could have at least tied the game, but we didn't. But that's that's how it is. And in, uh, in soccer, you whoever has got the the luck of the game, whoever creates the more the most opportunities will win. And uh, Braga's, as you can tell, they've been uh, riding on a high wave. They won against us, but they won against Porto. They can they won against Benfica. So um, the second half they, the, of the season, they, they started pretty strong and they remained pretty strong. Um, kudos to uh, Ruben Amorim and kudos to their president, Tato Salvador. They put a, uh, if you look at that team, uh, it's all experienced. Each position, it's all experienced players. 
uh, including our player, Polinia, which belongs to Sporting, the best number six uh, in the Portuguese league for the time being. The guy is uh, he's playing phenomenal football, and uh, we, we gave it away for whatever reason, uh, plus other bad deals that we'll talk about it throughout the show today. Uh, but in that game, um, Braga had the luck of the game. But we 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 played enough to at least tie the game, but we didn't, and that's because we lack of quality players. When you give away for free, Nani, Montero, Mateus Pereira, um, Baz Dost, and then you're left with the leftovers. That's what happens. Uh, there's no player now. After we saw Bruno Fernandes on top of it, they can be decisive. Vieto is a great player, but he misses too many chances of goal. Um, same goes for Camacho, same goes for um, Giovanni. He just came back, so I'll give him a little bit of slack. Uh, but we don't have anyone in front of the goal that can kill it. And then, uh, so 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 Brad, he just he just came to our league. He's still adapting, and then he hasn't gotten any decent crosses. He could be the greatest punta lancing of the world, the best forward. But if you don't give him good balls, he's not going to score. And that's what's going on. There's no one serving him anything inside the box. And, yeah, that's it about that game. All right, so let's just move ahead then to the 41S game. Um, I'll do the lineup for that one. Uh, so this was the game that, that followed the Braga game. So just to put it in perspective, we had the game before this Braga game was the other Braga game if I recall correctly. So it was two straight losses to Braga. Um, and so tensions were, were mounting for this Portimonense game. There was a large protest outside the stadium before this game. And there was a futsal derby in the, the morning. And this game was in the afternoon. And Sporting beat Benfica 2-0 in futsal. And then the alleged... Um, uh, assault occurred after the futsal game. Then the, the protests are going on. We reach this game. So starting for sporting was Max, um, Matthew, Natsu, Kowats, back three. Acuna, Rostovsky, wingbacks. Wendell, Bataglia um, in the middle. Vieto on the left, Camacho on the right, Sporad up top. Um, I'll just start it off. Steph, do you want to give your thoughts on on this game initially uh, yes uh, the uh, Portimonense game yeah yeah so that was a shitty game as well we didn't play well at all we we got the uh, we got the win that was the most important thing but this is not sporting uh, we're playing at the level of uh, of a uh, bullness or that we could we it's we, we get content with the tie or a a bullshit win like this one, and that's not Sporting. Sporting, we fight for the title. Uh, I know we haven't won a title for for twenty years, but at least we were competing. On the, we won the top three teams competing for the title. But this year, it's it's been and last year too. But this year, specifically, we eighteen eighteen points away. Which if we started the second half of the season of the championship, not losing points, we could actually be closer to Benfica and Porto because Benfica just lost six points. But we also lost points. 
So we're still 18 points away from Benfica and 17 points away from Porto and now one point away from Braga and I don't think we'll ever catch Braga again. I think Braga is gone. So now we're going to be fighting for the fourth and fifth spot and that's all. But the way we've been playing, it doesn't even... Me as a Sportingista, I still watch the games. You know why? Because this is me. I get pissed. The game is over. And then I curse everyone and everybody. Uh, I get really frustrated. Then um, I say, I tell myself I'm never going to watch again. But then here comes the whole week. Then I take it easy. Here comes the game, and I'm watching the game again. Because now I, I forgot. I didn't forget, but I kind of, the pain has gone away. So something inside of me tells me, let's go watch the game. Maybe today will be a better game. And it becomes a shitty game again. So the way Sporting is playing is we're going to suffer until the, the end of the year to 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 see if we can at least qualify for the European League. Uh, so I'm hoping that we, got, we get the worst-case scenario, the fifth place. The best-case scenario, the third place. Forget about the Champions League. That's done. We're done with that. So the Portimonense game, winning 2-1 against a team that, that uh, we must win all the time. It's not a, a big deal. It's not a, something amazing. We barely won against them. The uh, portion of the, of the game, they played better than we did. Um, and that's not my sporting. My sporting is it's not the way this, they, they've been playing this season. It's an embarrassment to all of us, to me, to Nando, to Danny, to, to you, Chris, and every sportingista. Uh, the display on the pitch of uh, players that don't even belong to Sporting Club Portugal. They belong maybe to a second division team or Campeonato Portugal or Distrital. And they make so much money and that bothers me that we're paying so much money to these goons to perform the way they're playing. That's an embarrassment. The, the, the player that deserves the most money is actually Maxi and he gets paid, what, 150,000 euros a year? That's how much he makes. He's the one making the less money out of all those goons. Like Dumbia and Eduardo. They don't even have a place at Rio Alvo Braga. Never mind Sporting. And we have a budget of 70, 70 million. And Braga, their budget is 35 million, half of it. So so how can a, a team that has a half of a budget play better than ours? It's called experience. They have an experience a president. They put all the pieces together. And uh, the, the, the coach they have now, Mourinho, actually started pretty well and he's doing pretty good. But, you know, going back to that game, it was uh, lucky that we won. But, you know, I'll take the three points and hopefully we'll either finish in fourth or fifth. Hopefully in third, of course, that's my wish. Uh, and then we'll still go to Liga Europa next year. But if we're not careful, Riwav, they just three points away. And then you have Guimarães as well. I think they're four points away. So... So they're not too far from us. So if we don't, if we don't be careful, we could end up in, in seventh, eighth place. We at least guarantee the uh, uh, the first division by we we have thirty five points. I think the magic number is like 33, 34. So now we know the Sporting won't won't be demoted. So that's a good thing, and that's what I gotta say about this shit. Yeah. So there's definitely still uh, many points. Many points to be lost out there. And, you know, the way the table stands now, one, two games, you know, at this point, the whole thing is just a crapshoot. And a team that, you know, wins three straight games could all of a sudden turn around and lose two straight. We're in just the random shambles of, like, 
upper mid table. Um, and then just, I mean, in, in, to put in perspective this game in, in general, specifically the 40 minutes game, I mean, this team is horrible. They had not won in seven, seven games. Then th- I think that now it's now it's eight because I think they tied this past weekend. So I mean this team's horrible, and they and Sporting comes out plays so f- poorly and so flat in the first half that they go down one nothing against this terrible team that's just a couple points from safety. Um, and it's Jackson Martinez scoring his first goal of the season. It's just it didn't even seem like it, it, it was like real. Um, and you know, I, 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 and you brought it up, Steph, you know, like wanting to watch these games, not wanting to watch these games to me. I mean, these games are just, it's, you never know what, what ridiculous, you know, incredible thing is going to occur. I mean, you, I can, almost can't look away. I, I, maybe for, maybe because it's already, because I knew the score, but I wasn't able to watch the real wild game live this weekend. So I recorded it and watched it a day later. So I, I already knew what had happened kind of. Um, but man, I mean, I was just kind of laughing to myself looking at some of the formations, the lineups. Um, at one point, after Kowatch got sent off and we were playing with 10 men, Wendell was playing center back and Belasi was playing right back <laughs> in a back three. And even the, the, uh, the Spanish announcers were like, this team is just like a ragtag bunch. They're all playing random positions in a random formation. None of them are actually good. Um, yeah, it's it's incredible. They could easily lose to anyone at any moment, any team, at, 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 like at any position on the table, home or away. I mean, it's impossible to predict, you know, where they'll finish or, you know, how it'll turn out. Um, but, I mean, I guess the only reason they weren't down more or one nothing in the first half is because of that beautiful free kick um from Matthew which was you know probably one of the better goals you'll see from sporting this season I mean it's a great free kick and then um a little bit better in the second half and shithouse uh, an own goal I mean Sporting probably would have tapped it in but you know shithouse the own goal squeak out 2-1 win against a, a terrible team at home I mean it's not it's not really anything to celebrate but it is three points Nando do you have anything Fucking, else bro you guys covered most of it man it's just a game like that that you would think that, you know, we come back home and, you know, we want to get a quick, easy win out of our belt. And, like, we – I think we'd all agree that we deserved to be down um, by the point that Matthew tied that game up. Like, They probably had better chances. Walmart, they, I mean, they up, could have had an, a better opportunity. That's what I'm saying. But they were, like the, – I was accepting of the score when we were down 1-0. I was like, okay. Because Portimonis was playing well. And then, of course, you know, that's a great goal by Matteo. Enough said. The dude is pure class. One of the few on our teams. Um, but but it's just that mentality that, that we constantly talk about that Steph just went over. It's that constant, like, when Spartan plays this year, we know that we're going to s- struggle to win. We're not going to play well. With skills, with, with attractive soccer. And um, we're most likely going to struggle to win, maybe tie, probably lose. And the team, the team just sucks, man. It just fat out sucks. And we known that this year. So that's nothing new, right? It wasn't like that just became something that we just discovered. But you keep waiting and keep hoping 
that they just turn it around and put one full game together. And like you said, like Porti Muniz, straight losses, 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 losses. Like that's, that's the team you dominate, and that's the team you get a good game in. And you, but on on goal they scored. We didn't look well. So that game was just a perfect like culmination of how bad our season had been up to now. Um, and uh, look 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 at the stands. Look at the stands. Little more and more. Mushkas, just straight people not showing up, man. And it's just, it sucks. It sucks to see. It, it kills the mood. No one's excited to watch the game or, or care about Spartan anymore. And that's just reality, bro. And that game was it. Yeah, that was a, a pretty bad, uh, pretty bad turnout. And I mean, deservedly so. I mean, people, even people that have paid for this stuff, the game boxes, they're not, they're not showing up. I mean, they already have tickets. Can't sell that shit. No one's gonna buy it. There's no market for it. So you just, you just don't go. <laughs> That's what a lot of people are doing. No, the only reason why they, the only reason why they had a decent crowd is because it was uh, Valentine's Day. That's why. That wasn't a decent crowd. <laughs> it was like it was like uh, thirty thousand, I believe. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess it's better than it has been, but yeah, yeah. Last time, last game was twelve thousand. This one went up to, to thirty thousand. And then they were bragging about it at DSL, but they they think we're stupid that they had a special going on for Valentine's Day. They're also giving away free tickets when you buy whatever this that. I mean, if you buy a T-shirt, you get a free yeah, yeah. They just they, they got a lot of tickets. They yeah. got a lot of asses. That was never that. That was never our sporting. Our sporting to get a ticket would be hard to get, but now they give them for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not hard to get your hands on a ticket. No, not anymore. Um, okay, so then let's move on to this most recent game from this weekend, this past weekend, the Ryuav game. This game was just atrocious. Literally from the opening seconds until the closing seconds. It was completely shambolic the entire time, and we totally did not deserve a point. Um, let's run through the lineup. Max, um, unlike the past games where we had played a back three, um, we opted for a back, or Silas opted for a back four in this game due to the absence of Matthew. And even he was sensible enough to not put Elordi as his third center back, so he went with the back four of Gwadjnetu, Rostovsky, Borja. Midfield of Eduardo, Dumbia, Wendell. Wingers, Balassi, Kamashu, and Sprad up top. Um... <laughs> I mean, Steph, what what do you think of this game? Steph, can you hear us? I think you might be muted. I can yeah. hear you, bro, but Sorry. I can't hear him. I was actually, yeah, uh, hey, I'm here. Yeah, I was muted. Uh, yeah, the game was. Uh, <laughs> For this, it was an embarrassment. I watched the whole game and uh, I had a bucket next to me puking all the time. I felt I mean, like I had to take a shower after this one. Fuck, man. It, I've never seen such a bad game. Like, even Silas <laughs> expressed himself and said that some players wouldn't even have a place in Riwav and, and Braga, which is bad coming from your head coach to admit that. Uh, it it's it, But the reality of thing is, and we spoke about this before. So why pay 
a player $400,000 salary when he's not producing what he's supposed to with that salary. You know, and that's what bothers me. We we wasted Frederic Fernandez and Hugo Vienna. They're the ones, there's no fucking way they can blame BDC. There's no way. Because they had a, a full season, a full preseason. And I remember summertime of 2019, them saying this was an upgrade. This team got an upgrade. It would be one of the best plantains that started the Sporting. They bragged about the Taça da Liga, Taça Portugal, that was one of the best seasons the last 17 years. They bragged about that. They bragged about all the trophies that the modalities won. When everybody knew that all the modalities and that team, would, they were put together by the BDC administ administration. So now they had a chance to, 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 a, chance, a chance to change things, which they did. They dismounted the whole team. Every player, almost every player, uh, that uh, this administration um, uh, acquired, they were almost all gone. Brun Fernand was also Brun Carvalho that got him. And we got that money thanks to Brun Carvalho. Because we, in a, in a genius move, we snatched them from the uh, Centoria, and I don't know how, for peanuts, and we made a lot of money with him. With all that said, this team was Veranda's team and Ugviana's team. Let's not forget that. They're the ones who built this team this summer. They said, we're going to build our team. It's going to be a great team. And then what, what happens? This is what happens. We play like shit. Against Riwav, Riwav looked like they were sporting, and we looked like we were Riwav. It's like we should have changed T-shirts, and then it would have been like, "Wow, okay, that's sporting playing well." Riwav completely dominated the game. We didn't have a chance. Then out of the uh, out of the 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 gods sympathized with us. It was a PK. Don't get me wrong, it was, but it comes a penalty to save the day. We shouldn't have gotten not even one point. We should have gotten, gotten out of Villa de Conte with zero points. Zero points. But we managed to tie the game, which is, that was the best thing out, out of all the misery or pile of shit we did in Villa de Conte. That's not Sporting Club Portugal. It's disgusting to watch these players play for my, my, my team, the one, my team I love so much. They have no business in being that, wearing that, that jersey. They don't deserve it. They, they lack of professionalism. Dedication, the lack of the limit sporting, the lack of it. They have they have no clue what's being playing for a big club like sporting. You know, and and I feel so for Riwav on this one. They should have won the game. They lost uh, two points, and um, it, it was a poor display by our team. And and I feel sorry for me, for you, Fernando, for all the Spartan geese that we have to put up with this shit until the end of the year. We still have how many games left? What is it? 13 games left, I think. Way if too I'm many. not mistaken. What is it? Too many. <clears throat> too many. <laughs> so imagine putting up with this shit for, you know, for three more months. It's it's a lot to swallow. And uh, hopefully, like I said, we'll finish the worst case scenario in fifth. Hopefully in third, so we can make the league it up. But the problem is this administration, they have to go. They have to go ASAP. We ju it's just going to get worse. We got eliminated 100%. from futsal. 
we got eliminated from from uh, the European competition in futsal and in the European competition in Joaquin Patis. And everyone thinks it's normal. It's not normal losing 5-1 against an Italian team. The last time a Portuguese team lost that badly in Joaquin Patis, nobody can remember. It was such a long time ago. It was a total embarrassment to lose an early 5-1 in Joaquin Patis. So he, he doesn't think we pay attention to these small details. But, but we are paying attention to the small details. It reflects. It starts from the top. When you shoot on the top, it trickles down to the bottom. And then it creates a domino effect. And it's creating a domino effect. The, the modalidades are still doing pretty well as far as national competitions, domestic competitions. But, you know, the the uh, the, 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 the dilemma that from Sudcomus Maios de Europa went out the window for those competitions. Anyway, I'm... I'm done talking about that stupid game against Riwav. Riwav deserved to win. I am capable of saying that because us Portuguesees, we see it the way it is. We honest. We don't fucking sugarcoat it like some other friends from other clubs. We call it the, the, the way it is. If it's bullshit, we'll say it's bullshit. We're not going to blame the referee or this, this, and that. No, it's our fault. We don't have a good team. Our midfield sucks when you have an Eduardo. And a Dumbia, and the only thing we do is passa por lá, passa para trás, passa por lá, passa para trás. There's no one with ideas, and we are totally, really fucked. The only hope I see, if it's uh, Francisco Geraldo wakes up and he has some magic on his feet with Vieto, and he finds the, uh, 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 you know, fucking great way to to spark the team and finish the the, the season in a great way which we're not going to be champions. As Portuguesees, that's what we should aim for. But at least maybe conquer the third place, which, which why is it important, the third place? There's only one reason why. Because we don't have to go to the playoffs or Liga Europa. We automatically qualify for the group stage. And that's crucial for the following season, for a good preseason. And that's all I got to say. Oh, yeah, we could be looking at um, I mean, these guys had a full, full season to prepare for all full off season to prepare this season. I mean, if we're in the first or second second qualifying round of uh, the Europa League, that's a that's an early start to the season, so, which means that preseason's even earlier, even shorter summer, shorter window to sign players, you know, or you know, you can you can crash out of Europe and then you know still have a whole team to build. I mean, I, I don't even. It could be it could be bad, or I mean, <clears throat> we'll get into it more in in a sec. Just want to wrap up any closing thoughts about this Rio Ave game. Man. I mean, did you guys think that the? Uh... Go ahead, Nando. <clears throat> well, pretty quick, man, because I I didn't watch the game, but but I was at work, um, following along on Twitter and letting you guys and in your frustrations kind of, you know, fill my imagination with how badly we were playing, and um. I'm looking at the lineup, man, and I'm looking at the stats, and 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 Steph has been killing it today with with just how he's going about expressing his his frustration about this game and and our games in general. But like we look at the lineup, and like not one damn player, not one damn player on that team. Like, and I and I hate to be disrespectful to um, Sparar who just got here, okay, but not one damn. Do I feel excited in, uh, confident in? Uh, positive about whatever term word you want to use adjective to describe 
our team are are, are are nothing nothing about that team you know what i mean like it's 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 absolutely atrocious we have a shitty ass team all all around we've been having it it, it the coach sucks ass like i hope that sportingistas in general pick up on that real quick because i'm i've been kind of been harsh on him um weeks ago maybe a little early but i just had a bad vibe about him and it was this game that he made the damn comment that Spartan have players with good enough quality to play in other mid-tier teams? Didn't he say something along those lines? Like that shit's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. His 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 narrative sucks. His motivational speeches suck. He seems completely complacent, completely okay with just us sucking and him just being the way he is. And uh, the team just gets Worked by shittier teams, man. Like stats wise, they had 14. They had more possession. Um, they had more passes, better like everything through and through. We just we got worked by Riwab. We got lucky that we left with a tie. And um, we're regressing. Spartanism getting better and better. You know, Silas has been the coach now for how many games and Spartan isn't getting better. Spartan isn't looking like they're progressing. And um, like Steph said. The Dirasol has to go out. And I'm at the point now, dude, and I said it, I tweeted it, um, I think, before this game or before even the last game, where I'm at the point now where, like, legit, for the better, I'm okay with us losing. I'm okay with us. I think we were talking about it on on, on Messenger or the message group on Twitter. Like, I'm okay with not winning. Or if we're going to win win so poorly that, that a change has to happen, and the only way that man and that Dirasol is out of there is with – Losses, right? Because at the end of the day, losses generates no money. Losses brings nobody to the stadium. And losses is going to continue to keep him on the hot seat. And he can continue to show up with with his small group of supporters that just have more votes and continue to ride that way for as long as he can. It will catch up, but but we suck. We just we're just a, a really bad team. And after looking at all the bad teams we've had. Since the last time we were champions, I mean, I think this might arguably, I mean, statistically and, and standings-wise, we're not as bad as the seventh-place team. But, man, we at least play as bad as they did, at least as of right now. That's all I have to say about that shit. Yeah, no, I I hear you, man. The, the thing that, the one thing I will say about Silas is devil's advocate position, he has nothing to work with. He knows he's going to get fired. Because there's two scenarios that play out. One, Vedandis stays on, and if in that scenario, Sporting's coming off a horrible season, he has to fire the coach, um, unless it miraculously turns around, which it won't. So Vedandis survives, gets to the end of the season, fires him, because he's got to roll. A couple heads have to roll, obviously, after a terrible season like that. Or Vedandis, it goes out, a new president comes in, and the new president can't keep Brandes as a horrible coach. He has to wash his hands of that. So there's literally, in my eyes, no scenario where Silas survives past this season. May at the latest. But you, you he would could think be fired that. in the season. He could be fired in April, you know? You, but you would think that he would want to. Like, you would think that, given how young he is as a coach and given the fact Have that he's Have you seen the guy? This... He looks, like, devoid of life, man. That's I what I'm think... saying. That's what I'm saying, dude. But but I think that's his personality. I just genuinely think that just, that's just what you get with Silas. Like, I've seen him with, when, with highlights when he was coaching Blinness and all this. I just think that's what you get with him. I think he's a very much like, here's what I'm going to give you. I'm not going to give you any more. I'm not going to give you 
is good enough, we'll win maybe a little bit more than we lose. That's not the coach for Sporting, ever. That's the coach for a president who has to find something because he needs a coach and he doesn't know who to get. So that appeases, dude, the amount of like my dad and all these other people that I know that are of older age that were like, epa. Like I remember being home in Maryland for Christmas and talking to my dad and my godfather who were both Spartanistas, like Ferran, who's like hardcore. And dude, he would, he, my, my godfather would say like, Silas, Silas, we might go get somewhere. And this was back in like, like that was like, you know, the perfect etiquette the perfect, like, young, maybe, you know, still needs to groom himself shit. Like, he knew what he was doing. He's not going to last. The new president will totally get rid of him. But I, I think that's what you get with Silas, and you're going to continue to get that with him. The dude literally looks like he's dead inside. That, that's why I don't think he even cares if he gets fired because he knows it's happening eventually. So it's like, if you want to do it now, later, in two months, I don't care. I'll get paid either way, you know? It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, his contract is only good until June. <laughs> and then it's optional for supporting or for Verendes to uh, renew his contract for an additional I don't know what word to use, but the dude's got no no motivation, bro. Well, the thing is, and that's, there it is. And that's, and that's the key word. Okay. You have a sucky team. We all know that. Every sporting knows that no one is dumb. We all know that he was given a bad hand, but the lack of motivation, it's tremendous. Tremendous! It's, it's like you keep probably up as well. rubbed off on the players too, because they don't look like they want to be there either. Guys, look look at the look at a perfect example. You look at Braga. Dear to my heart, but as a coach, you know he looks like he is what he is, and he's never going to be more than that. But look at Braga; they were doing okay. They were trading waters. You know, some could say that his his firing probably wasn't justified. But whole, new dude comes in. And at least for this stretch, I mean, he's lit a fire under their ass, and Braga is like turned up. I agree. I agree. And that's completely I, I don't the understand how, to be honest. Because coaches are capable of doing that. Some, sometimes you do need to see, hey, you know what? I've seen Ruben and Mourinho training my B team, and they're doing phenomenal, and he knows how to talk to them. They're all, they're all motivated, and that's what I wanted my A team. And then Antonio Salvador, without telling anybody, only whoever was close to him, he made the decision when the, the media and everybody else was saying, what the fuck? Sapita just qualified you in the League of Europe and all that stuff. But he, had, he knew why and he had a reason why. And now everyone is like, fuck, now I understand why he did it. We tried that with Lionel Ponce and he fired back. Even so badly that when he went back to the fucking under 23, they're doing really bad now. Yeah, it, 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 we talked about it on the last pod a little bit, you know, just like people don't fully realize until they look at the numbers, like the historically bad pace that we're on and, you know, the the more, even the more records that we can set, you know, going I, going forward throughout the rest of the season. So I'm, I'm going to just say this and I'll let you talk, Nando. Keep in mind that our budget is 70 yeah, million. Yeah, yeah. 70 million. Keep that in mind. Facts. Um, facts, man. Facts. We maybe maybe we'll 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 use this as a transition segment to um, you know, just current current, you know, state of sporting right now, but everything is just so bad. 
Like nothing. I I don't know if you guys could agree with me, but I I don't look at Sporting right now and look at anything positive about. Sporting. For example, of like the dude from uh, Veranda's uh, administration that talked about the Tazuria and how they had to like fix and figure out the money situation. Bruno had to do the same, if not worse. But yet the team was competitive. Like this team, this is everything. Around the administration, around Spartan, just just stinks, just reeks, just has a bad vibe, everything and everything, and we're hopeless. And the and that's sad because the last thing that ever dies as a Spartan geese is hope and faith. All right, and when you start to lose that hope, that belief, far out. That's when you have a very serious problem. You look at you look at what just happened over the past few weeks where Porto has gained six points on Bifica. And you sit here and go, and Spartan is still, uh, let's see, uh, 40, 17 points back of Bifica? Like, that's crazy, dog. There's so much wrong there. There's so much wrong there. You know, Braga's ahead of us, you know. It's just it's so much bad, and it's 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 sad. It's sad because I do not feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And have it in a while. Yeah, this season is a wash. That's done. So the only thing we we could we could seriously like take into uh, um, into our hearts is oh Thursday. That's an important game. Okay, we know we're not we're not going to get to the final. You know why? Because we we're realistic. But at least let's let's pull up a good performance against the Turkish team, and let's move on maybe to, you know, the quarterfinals. So let's see, you know, make some money because you make some money in those competitions. So let's see what's going to happen Thursday. I'm I'm still going to watch the game, but I'm not too optimistic. Oh yeah, we'll uh, we'll get there. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very curious to see how that plays out. So, I mean, I've had a lot of uh, a lot of time to you know think about and process pretty much the sequence of events that that's laid out. You know that that's been laid out, I, I guess. Um, so I'm just gonna say them like in chronological order kind of give my thoughts on some of them and then you guys can either interject as I go along or tell me if you agree or disagree um, at the end here. So let's just start out with, I mean, we briefly touched on it, but on the before the Portimonis game, the the protests or the, the, the gathering, whatever you want to call that, um, outside the stadium was, that's probably one of the biggest crowds that... I've ever seen for like an event like that um, at sporting. I mean, there's been a bunch of them, obviously there was the Bruno with protest. There was the like solidarity with the players after the attack, you know, like all those people don't speak for all of us. So there's been like different types of events where people show up at the stadium and there's large crowds. But to be honest, I think this is probably the biggest one that I've ever seen. And um, I think that this administration really feels the heat from that because, I mean, it, it's difficult to erase that many people showing up and, and voicing the same opinion. So basically what they tried to do, um, which, I mean, maybe the assault 
on the, the one of Veranda's vice presidents at the futsal game happened. Maybe it didn't happen. Maybe it happened. Something happened or he shoved the guy slightly and they exaggerated what happened because they said that it happened. And then they two days later, they released like the security camera footage that allegedly shows it happening. And it shows a bunch of guys and then you can't see anything. And then the guys come back. So it's like you don't actually see anything. The video proved nothing. So there really has been no evidence presented that this assault actually happened. So I'm honestly kind of operating on the under the assumption that it probably didn't happen or it happened um, something like a, like a little scuffle or a little shove and he said, fuck you in his face and it wasn't that bad and they're making it out to be something that it wasn't. Because if you notice the next days in the papers, you got, you know, like, violence and destruction at the rallies you know so they're tying in like this one isolated incidence of quote-unquote violence that didn't, wasn't even connected to the protests themselves it was at the futsal game in Juan Russia after the futsal game before the protests so the protests aren't even linked to that but obviously Verandes and people who he's allied with in the media clearly because he's been getting these puff interviews the past couple of weeks all the people in this administration have been getting these puff interviews this week. And by the way, whenever you put a microphone in front of any of these, any front in front of any of these guys' mouths, they just embarrass themselves. Like they get Zenga this week saying that you know we tricked Manchester United into paying more or whatever. And it's like, dude, you did not trick anyone, and you just look like a fucking fool right now. So these guys just get these interviews in the, to like puff themselves up, and they still make themselves look like idiots. But that's another point. So. Um, they, they, the whole, the whole next day, you got um, um, people saying that the violence at the rally—they're connected, you know. The, in, the incidents at the at the gathering, you know. So they're just kind of muddying the waters and 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 diminishing how many people showed up and what the significance of that was, and connecting it to this completely isolated and separate incident. Um, so then, the Tuesday is the decision of whether or not they're going to have the Assemblée all to decide if they're going to vote on Verandas continuing or not. So doing this backlash and Verandas coming out on Monday and getting to be the tough guy, it kind of gave him a little bit of a boost, an, enough of a boost, I think, that they thought that was enough if they, so that they could say that the, the AG isn't needed. Um, and obviously them denying the AG isn't that surprising. I kind of thought that they... You know, maybe they call it, um, but obviously what them not calling it shows that they don't have confidence that they would win. Um, because I looked back on the Godinho Lopes time, and he himself had tried a bunch of sausages, similar type of group to Darfuturos Brothing, brought the signatures, say, we want this guy out. They said, we, you don't have just cause, exactly what the Mizid Assembly Israel, that's what their reasoning was. Enough of just cause wasn't presented. It's exactly what Godinho Lopes said. The socios brought it to court. And then the court said the socios are the ones that have the right to decide what just causes. And then they forced him to schedule the AG. And then he resigned. So he never even went to vote. So the AG was called and he resigned before it because obviously he knew that he was going to lose. And I think that that's what have happened this time. I don't think Verandas is actually were ever going to go to votes. If an AG is called or Dar Futura Sporting brings this current, um, them saying no, Rajadi Alves right now saying no to court, and then they have to call it, he might resign rather than face the embarrassment of losing in votes. So I don't know what's going to happen. I would think Darfur Duro Sporting is probably going to bring it to court. 
I don't know how long it's going to take, but yeah, that's pretty much my, my thoughts on that, that whole weekend. And then the, the, like, I guess that was like that Thursday through like that Wednesday. You basically summed it up. I ain't going to say much more about that because you did a pretty good job. That's, that's exactly how I thought it, it, it happened. I mean, they claim about someone insulting them, and then there's no the cameras. You can't even tell shit. So, you know, it took me like maybe a day, and I think shit. Maybe they cooked this shit up because of the uh, manifestations of three thousand people outside the stadium. Juventus de Lina came out in a conference, and they said, "No, it was nothing to do with us. We know better. We already in hot water. We don't want to, you know, be even more hot water." So you you nailed it. Gonna say I ain't gonna say much more about that because I totally agree with you one hundred percent. I think uh, Vernandez he realizes that being at Sporting generates a lot of money for his persona, for his business, his clinic, and he, he he's liking it. And I think it's about the money. I don't think it's about Sporting because there's one thing he forgot: Sporting is not a business. You sell the the uh, to the Spartanguistas emotions. You want me, you, Nando, all the Spartanguistas to go to the pavilion and to the stadium because of the emotion the team brings to, to the pitch. And he's treating it like it's a business. And that's the wrong approach. If he treats it like it's a football game and we need, they need to sell emotions, and with that, like Nando said, the stadium will be full. We'll make more money. We'll sell more tickets. We'll buy more match- merchandise. We'll sell more drinks inside the stadium, more food inside the stadium. That's how you make money. It's the, with the emotion of the game. You take away the emotion, that's what he did. That's it. You, you, you lose the team. You lose the club. He sold Bruno Fernandes for, for $55 million. And then we're getting 10 more million from uh, Mateus Pereira. All the money will be good for a little while. But after a while, if you don't have the fans supporting you going to the stadium and buying the merchandise, buying the tickets, buying the game boxes, you're going to be in trouble financially pretty soon again. So he's the wrong man for the job. He, or the model, feel- has to, the model has to sustain itself. Buy exactly. Cheap, sell high. Buy more cheap, sell them high, but the model falls apart if you take that money and then buy a bunch of fucking morons that become useless. Then exactly, it's exactly. Because sometimes people say, "Por que as mulheres nos jogam nos Estados Unidos?" People don't realize how, how expensive it is to play a game in that stadium. You know, they they expecting X amount of spectators to show for to show for the game, and that's how they're gonna pay for for the game. So because you have to hire security. Uh, pay for electricity, water, uh, the vendors, all that stuff generates fucking bills. So if you put a, a, a female Benfica, a sporting Benfica on the stadium and only five friends, 5,000 fans show up, they, they're basically not even paying the, the bare minimum for the bill for the, to run that game. That's why. But with, with all that said, and I'm going to wrap it up, Valenda's got to go. If he's a Sportingista like he says he is, he, he should tell himself, well, it's my time to quit because I'm not helping the club. I'm not unifying the club. I failed, and I should quit. That's it. 
Yeah, I'll go real quick, and then Nando, you can go. I, I honestly had thought a couple t- different times that he he actually might resign. The only thing that's baffling to me is that he's going to take a case to court that already has a legal precedent, and the case is exactly similar, like exactly the same. Saucy say they want him out. President says they don't have just cause. Court rules. The saucers decide just cause, not the mag. Then the AG is called. Like, how long is this going to take to turn around in court? Like, they already decided on it. It should take, you know, 15 minutes, you know? So it, all that tells me is that he's just stalling. He's not, I don't, he's not going to resign until the ultimate, ultimate last minute that he has to. Like, when the court says that AG has to be called, and not a day before that is he, is he going to resign, even though, you know, at this point... Even if he's got the AG, we get him out, we have to have elections, we have to have a new president, and then they got to turn the season around real quick. So the, more, the longer he stays in, the less time that the new administration will have to come in and try to sort themselves and clean this shit up to not just waste next season as well, also. Um, Nando. You touched on this subject really, really well, man. I'm just going to add that at the end of the day, I, I've been kind of saying this for a minute, but if the guy won't accept a, a, a general assembly, if he won't, and not him, but but the fucker Rogério Alves, which is, God damn, does he piss me off sometimes even more than Varandas. He's supposed they to be won't allow that independently. To he's supposed to be acting. He should. That's what he's, he's supposed to be. He's a puppet. Yeah, he's a complete puppet. You know what? I don't even... I don't even know if Rogel Wiles is, is, is a puppet himself as he thinks that he's some hot shit. He's in self-preservable mode, too. Yeah, he is. He, he likes to play this innocent role. Um, and and the fact that they denied the General Assembly and they denied the Sporting East as an opportunity to once again try to vote this man out, the fact that the 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 interview that Verandas gave uh, shortly before that I think it was, where he even made the comment, um, he said something along the lines of like you know I was voted by uh, it was it, oh actually it was the interview he gave after the brag and they were like no not really and he was like well I mean kind of it's almost the same thing and the guys like keeps correcting him. it was like not really literally the other guys voted more people voted against you sir and then he was like okay well that's not important what's important is. I got the votes from those that mattered. You know, he knows that he's he's got a nice salary. He's an opportunist. He doesn't give a fuck about Spartan, man. I genuinely feel that way. I genuinely feel that way. I don't think he gives a single fuck. He was there as a doctor. He saw an opportunity. He probably had people behind him that 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 convinced him because he would fit the perfect mold. And um, he find out this 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 four year or whatever his mandato is. And, uh, and then go from there. And it's sad, man. It's sad because I don't want to see Sporting do poorly. I don't want to see Sporting not put fans in the stadium. I don't want to see Sporting not win games that bring us money. But I have to sit here as a, as a fan. I'm like, how do we fix this? We've tried the, 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 the complaints. We've tried the, 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 the demonstrations outside. We've, we've tried, you know, fans showing up before games. We've tried all that shit. We've had Juve Leo now straight up say that, you know what, we're not, we're not going to sing bad about the guy no more. We're just going to. that doesn't change his verandas. Nobody trusts him. Nobody nobody cares about him. It's 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 not working anymore. 
And um, I think the only way, the genuine only way that Sparta can change this is fans just boycott. But the problem is there's always going to be just enough that won't. And um, if we stop going to the games, if we stop showing up, if we do all those things, then he'll take notice. He has to. Money talks. And the second that that shit stops coming in, he can have all his game boxes sold he wants. But it's embarrassing. Uh, to Mayo, whoever doesn't like it. So what do we do as fans, man? We At this point, we're, we're kind of screwed. We don't live in Portugal. But um, it's almost like, uh, what's that saying? That like uh, something about like it's light right before dawn or some shit like that. Or like we need to be in a very tough and bad position before we can expect that change to happen. And right now, we're like treading that weird water. You know, we're one point away from Braga in third place. You know, Hiwav is close. Pumalicón is close. Santa Clara is not far back. Club. But with that man in charge, I no, we're only going to continue to do worse and worse and worse. Everything about what he's done, I can't think of one positive thing that that man has done. And I don't think you guys can either. He brought back basketball. That's one good thing that he did. Oh, um, there you go. You're right. <laughs> now, but now, but they just lost. I, would, I, I was just, I, I was just about to say that basketball was the good thing he yeah, did. We, but we that's, that's pretty much the end of the list, right there. Yeah. Uh, but basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's important that you know we keep it an inside and outside game. So the inside game is them continuing to suck, the squad continuing to have poor performances and be pathetic. The outside game is us keeping the pressure campaign on uh, with manifestations, um, with pr- uh, a court, you know, Darfur through a sport thing, bringing this to court, with us continuing to flame him on social media. Um, you know, it's all, it's all, all part of the process and it's all, you know, got to come together. Uh, in the perfect storm, and I think we'll, I think we're eventually going to succeed, succeed. And I, I actually don't think that we're that far away. We just got to keep, keep the, keep the heat on. Anyone have any uh, closing yeah. thoughts on this topic? Oh, man, I think we're all no man. I, the on the only shit. thing is, uh, Veranda needs to go ASAP. And and I gotta tell you, I hate this because. I don't think the solution is constantly of changing presidents. That's not even the solution. Maybe, maybe Sporting should look into a different way of uh, running the club. Because I think uh, Verandes has too much on his plate. He said he wanted to be in charge of the soccer team, of the A squad. So he was given the chance of doing that. And he's overwhelmed. He doesn't know how to handle such a big club. So maybe the next president that gets elected, he should look at in a totally different way of managing the club and maybe him being the president and focusing more on, on the aspect of the business of the club and have a manager solely focused on the A squad and not being the president. Um, because Verandes tried and, and he said, Eu vou tomar conta de futebol. That's what he said. Things people forget, but people don't forget. And this is his creation, all this mess. Every time things go back, he blames Brun Carvalho, uh, uh, administration anterior. That's what he says. But that's, but that's, that, it doesn't stick anymore. It just doesn't. Because he's the one who dismantled the whole team. And if he wants to say, I had to because 
the salaries we're paying, they were too expensive. Guess what, buddy? To have a good team, and if you want good players, you're going to have to spend money. But when you have good players and you spend money on those players, then me as a fan, I'll go to the stadium to watch these good players. When you have a garbage team like the one you have, nobody wants to go over there. Nobody wants to because they know that from the get-go, the final result, which is a lot of suffering watching the game, and it's going to be a negative result. And even if we win, so that's all. Yep. So let me move on to the modalities real quick. We just do a, a quick run through of those. Um, don't have them all in front of me, so just going to be doing them off the top of my head. Um, so volleyball won. They're into the quarterfinals of the CEV Cup. Um, what else we got? We got. Two basketball wins um, since we did last did the pod. Um, so they had a they won in the cup and then they won in the league. So they're still in first place in the league, I believe eighteen and one, and they are into the quarterfinals of the cup as well. Uh, what else do we have? We won uh, in futsal to nothing against Bifica against. Uh, yeah, we didn't have two of our best players. We didn't have uh, Cardinal, and we didn't have Merlin. So, and we still managed to win that game. So that was a awesome game. And I watched the the one from uh, for the Co- Portuguese Cup against Fundão. I did Fundão. We won four two on overtime though. Fundão gave us a good game, but we still made it. That's all it counts. Quarterfinals. Uh, in juniors, uh, U19, we lost two one against Benfica. Uh, yesterday, they played yesterday, and then on Sunday, the under 15 they lost at home against Benfica three nothing. Uh, okay, in Patins, we got smacked by Lodi of Italy five one, so we out of the uh, competition of the Champions League competition of uh, roller skates. Okay, in Patins, embarrassment. Um, uh, Patricia Mamone, she uh, she won the uh, meeting at Leur in uh, in France. Which is a big deal. She she's got the second best mark mark of the world in triple jump. So congrats to her. Um, our juniors in track and field, males and females, were champion of Portugal. So kudos to them. Great comeback. Table tennis. They also won in the uh, international cap- competition, CTTU. So they moved on to the semifinals. So congratulations to our table tennis. Um, the volleyball ladies, they won against uh, Porto. Volley Porto, 3 nothing at home. Good, good game against a very good, tough, difficult team. So kudos to them as well. The futsal ladies, they were eliminated from the Portuguese Cup. They lost. Um, and I think uh, the volleyball team, yes, the, you, you spoke about that, didn't you? They, uh, they moved on to, uh, to the quarterfinals. Yeah. And they won uh, again uh, for the uh, Portuguese uh, Onda uh, League. So that was good as well. Um, and basically, I think I got it all. Am I missing something else? 
just the uh, hockey lost 5-1 to uh, Logie oh, from Italy. I did say that. <laughs> oh, you said that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I must have missed that. Yeah, that, yeah was, well, that was the most disappointing. Yeah. There's a big game coming up against Football Club Porto. Uh, yes. So it's a must win. So maybe they'll redeem themselves uh, and then win against Porto at Porto. But they're going to have to be at their best game. And then we have another important game coming up in handball. Um, also on Saturday, the 20, I believe it's on the 22nd to play. Um, so so that's, that's two phenomenal games this weekend coming up. And uh, our Spartan plays against uh, Boavista, I believe, at home. So, so we'll see what's going to happen. The thing about the hockey is there's a uh, there's no playoff, so the uh, the table is the table, right? Yep. Yes, you got so, it. So, I mean, it's very tight this year. So, um, you know, this game hey. against Porto this coming weekend is pretty important. And that's and that's how you want it to be. You want it to be tight, you know. Um, yeah. You don't want it to be lopsided. Like, look at the Premier League. Liverpool is. They need five games to win, and they champions of England. That's not exciting at all. Uh, it takes away. Kudos to Liverpool. They deserve it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but you know, like Sporting, the Benfica Porto in our Portuguese league and ours. They they've been the two teams competing against each other for the last what five six years, um, and it's it brings no excitement to the Portuguese league. How many of your American friends actually watch the Portuguese league? Fucking nobody. Not exactly. any. There's no excitement. Like the, you know the, the the amount of times that they ever watch. They give me shit when I'm like, oh, yeah, bro. They're like, oh, bro, you're Sporting Lisbon. Are they ever going to jump into that Champions League? So it's that shit. That's the only time they give a damn. They don't give a shit about our league. Our league is garbage compared to the rest of Europe. Exactly. That, because let, let's imagine we had we had Sporting Porto Benfica Braga Guimarães going for the title, making it interested, interesting. And, and now they they... They would be involved in the competitions, international competition, Champions League, and League Europa all the time. Then it would become interesting. Of course, marketing plays a big role. I'm not, you know, if Neymar came to, to to Portugal, for example, things would be different. Just like Ronaldo when he went to Italy. Now there's more people watching the, the Italian league, uh, but we don't have those kind of resources. But it doesn't help having just two teams fighting for, for the title race at all. Sporting has been away from that for a while, and, and uh, you know, Liga Nose is paying the price as well. Yeah, it's, it's just bad overall and, and, and predictable and empty stadiums. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just not sustainable long-term. So something's going to have to give eventually. Um, so I guess our upcoming games we have Thursday against Istanbul Besiktas um, for the first leg of the Europa League round of 32, and then Sunday against Bovista. Uh, yeah, I believe that's at home. Um, so Bovista, decent seat, decent team, and best Istanbul who uh, just beat Besiktas moved into first place in the Turkish league. 
So there are no slouches either. Nando, what are your predictions for these two games? All right, so predictions for the Europa League game, man, I, I, I can see us tying. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, man, I, I, I keep hoping. I, we'll tie it, um, maybe scrape out a win, but but I don't see us doing well against Boavist at home either. I think that'll be a struggle as well, man. I mean, we literally have some, you know, the uh, two Europa League games, Boavist at home. Dude, I don't have any damn... They have faith in this team, and then we play Famalicão. I mean, I know we're just talking about these two come upcoming, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. A tie, a tie, or or a bad performance win on some more like Matteo kind of magic or some set piece shit, and uh, you know, I, I at least wish we would play players that that matter, like young kids or players like for you know Gerald's or Pedro Mans and shit. But we probably won't even get any of that. Yeah, I mean, at least we've been getting some plata recently, uh, and Cabral's been. Not bad recently. Kamash has cooled off. Um, so, I mean, at least that's happening. But, uh, yeah, I don't think we're getting any Joelson or Matez Nunes or even Pedro Mendes. I mean, Sporta has been – we didn't even get to talk about Sporta. But, I mean, Sporta has been pretty pedestrian his first couple of games. I understand that he's not put in a position to succeed. And he's often isolated up front. But, I mean, he's been very – very average looking, it would appear. Um, but Steph, what are your uh, predictions for the uh, for the upcoming two games? Well, so if if uh, Vieto and Acuna come, they come back on Thursday. I think we'll have a shot to have a fairly decent team to compete against the the, the, the Turkish. Um, I believe Acuna is good to go. I don't know about Vieto. Have you guys heard anything about him? Uh, Vieto, Vieto, no. Wait, wasn't he only out? He was only out for yellow Suspended. Yeah, One he should suspended. be good. Okay, yeah, so he should be good. good. And so Acuna's Vieto, good. Acuna should be yeah, good. Also. Acuna's good, yeah. Acuna's good. So, if, so since Vieto and Acuna are coming back, it gives me a... No Matthew, though. No Matthew. I know, he's gone. So that's that's the only downside, but I'm not totally... You know, disappointed with uh, uh, Luz Nets. It looks like Luz Nets need needs to play a couple games to be more consistent. So because by the se- by the second game when he was playing ninety minutes back to back, he was getting a little bit better. Um, so if they him play and Kowatsa, the- him and Kowatsa are at danger to get sent off at any moment because they yeah. just they reckless. But they're I mean they're not bad center backs. They're not bad center backs at all. You know, I mean, we just renewed with Kowatis, which I think it was a good thing. Uh, I think we'll pull off a win against the Turks, and then, um, uh, but I don't know if we'll win against Povista because playing two games in one week, <laughs> it's going to be tough for our team. There's no, n- not a lot of options for Silas to rotate the team, and uh, Povista is going to be sitting at home, relaxing. Uh, so when the only good thing is we play at home against them, so it's two games at home. So that's the only good thing. So, but I'm going to be optimistic. And I think having Vieto back and the Cunha back gives me a good feeling. And hopefully they, uh, they, they also giving a chance to Francisco Rals to uh, be in mentally strong and physically. So he might be able to come in in the game when we need some, a little spark 
and then help the team. I still have some hope for him. I don't know why, but I still do. And um, I'm going to be optimistic. And I think we're going to get two wins Thursday and uh, and Monday. I think we'll be still be, be Monday. Um, but it's going to be hard wins if we do win. But it just gave me a good feeling knowing that these two awesome players that will come back. The team will be way different with Acuna and Vieto than the last performance we pulled at Riwav. And that's it. Wow, confidence and Gerald's and two wins. Amazing. <laughs> I wish. Uh, so I, I mean, this game is important for the Europa League in the, in the, in the, in the sense that, uh, you know, if we let up two goals, I mean, if we lose 2-1, I mean, that's, you're kind of already in, a, you're in massive trouble with that, you know. You're, you lose 2 nothing, you're probably done. Um, so we have to really not, you know, con- maybe concede. I-, I think that personally, I think we're going to draw 1-1, um, which isn't necessarily a great result. It means you have to go to Turkey and at least score. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think this tie is going to be difficult. I think this team's actually going to be pretty good. Um, I'm going to laugh my ass off if Robinho starts or if he plays at all, because that's hilarious. And uh, Demba Ba is definitely going to start. So that's going to be an incredible matchup, too. Kawats and Netu versus fucking Demba Ba. And the, 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 the thing that Sporting needs to do, and I hope they're fucking practicing now this whole week, it's cross the ball, some decent crosses to Sporat. Because the, the, the last three he's played, how many games so far? Three games? Three or four, yeah. Yeah. He hasn't gotten any decent crosses. I think he got one or two, and he, he actually was able to aim to the to the goalie, but nothing dangerous. So that's the only thing. If we if we want to win, we have to get him involved. Without that, I don't think we will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, the guy, he, he, the few times he has been put in a decent position, he actually has, you know, created a chance, had a dangerous chance, got a shot on target. But, I mean, there just hasn't no, been nowhere near enough of that. So, hopefully, we get to see some more. I mean, he's been he's been free scoring in the Europa League all season. So, hopefully, he can uh, continue that form and, you know, get his first goal for sporting. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then, and then both used the game. I think that, uh, we'll probably draw that one, uh, one, one as well. I got two, one, one draws, um, neither great results. Uh, one, one, isn't that great for our prospects of advancing, but it's not catastrophic. Um, so, I mean, I guess all we could really ask for is to, to be reasonably in the tie heading into the, uh, in the second leg. And, uh, any, uh, any final words from any, uh, anything else? No, nope, I'm done. We the our, our, our damn depression in sh- freaking psychological sessions we have because of a sporting. Yeah. <laughs> I know. This is like a therapy for me. Bro, yeah. it's fucking crazy, dude. I like I come over here, and now it's like I, I, I get all pent up. I listen to you guys. I feel better about it. And then I leave, <laughs> and I get all pissed off again because it's like, fuck this shit. Until you watch the next game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's. I'm, I've been watching like fucking who? And then I, have, like, then I get all pissed and depressed. 
Dude, I, I, I do exactly. Dude, there was this dude at work today, bro, and it was the first time I saw it, and it, it made me. And I meant to message the group about it. I wanted to take a picture of him. He was wearing a João Felix jersey, uh, Atlético Madrid, and I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" Dude, that motherfucker even a minute today, dude. dude I know, I know. No, and dude, knows I'm a Sporting fan because I, I, it's uh, <laughs> this dude in the Spanish uh, department, and um, of course they're watching the Champions League, and he knows because I always wear my. Shit, he comes over to me. He's like, I know you you like the way this looks. And I was like, I was like, Bruno, you gotta get the fuck out of here. And believe it or not, his name is Bruno too, which is fucking ironic. <laughs> I know. I know. I can't I can't get away from this shit. The misery, like Spartan or figure related shit and everything. But yeah, yeah. Fucking right now. Huh? At least Benfica's fucking free falling. Yeah, I know. Fuck them both. Hopefully they lose. He's a... Yeah, man. John Felix, I like him personally. But he's he's completely... uh, Dude, it is the most... like how That's the most George Men's fucking Uh, shit. Bummed it up this year. Yeah. I mean, fucking... You know, he should have waited another year at Benfica. He jumped the gun, I think. But but you know, as Benfica, can't turn down that money. No, of course not. I I don't blame Benfica at all. I mean, you kidding me? That's a great... Piece of business. Are you yeah, kidding me? You sell a semi-retarded teenager for over 120. <laughs> no, that was him, Renat Svens, all the players they've been selling, even the fucking Vaudo Tomas. They were able to to sell him for 20 million when he didn't. Even, he scored what one goal, two goals for Benfica. Only said that's. I gotta give it to Luis Fliviera. That's great piece of business. He fucking sold a guy who was on the team for less than a month for profit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that guy's got his hands in some fucking shit. That's why he's so good at what he does. Because uh, for a while, it was Pinto de Costa that was really good at doing it. He'd fucking buy these guys from South America for like a million and then flip them for like 50 million. He did it like seven times. But I don't know if you guys that's when Porto was winning and they were doing that also. And now, did you guys hear the the Sporting 160 podcast today or no? Um, No, it was yesterday. Well, when you have the chance, it was actually a pretty good podcast. And uh, they were mentioning the the, the guest they invited, uh, Poyar, uh, that's his last name. Um, he said that uh, some some funny business with the Benfica administration is going on. And the fans are not picking up on it because they're winning. But the day Benfica starts losing games like now, and the fans will pick up on it, it's 